What leadership is, is having a vision. Sticking with the big picture. It's all about scale. Making bold decisions. Then we build the companies that actually transform the world. Welcome to the Manager's Table podcast, where we talk about all things management and leadership with a focus on engineering managers. This is our first episode recording remote in quarantine. We are still dealing with the COVID-19 pandemic. I'm Ryan Burgess, one of your hosts. Hi, I'm Jared, another one of your hosts. Excited to be here. Love it. And next we have Tara. (laughs) I'm Tara, the last of your hosts, at least for today. Yes, and now a permanent host with us. Went from guest to host, Tara. It's great to have you. (laughs) All right. With being stuck in the pandemic, we thought, why not talk about leading in a pandemic? Since all three of us are leading teams at Netflix, why not talk about things that we've noticed and things that we've found helpful? So I am curious for just to start things off from both of you is what have you all felt have been the biggest challenges as a leader? I think one of the challenges for me is just scheduling meetings. Um, we have taken for granted that core business hours are mostly from 10 to 4 or 10 to 2. And that has really shifted in the last, uh, I'd say, 68 or 67 days that we've been in quarantine. Um, and so some people work from, you know, 6 to 5 or 6 to 1. And you have to get your team meetings, your organizational meetings, and your project meetings all within that schedule plus your one-on-ones and that has been very difficult and challenging because I've noticed a cluster of meetings on Tuesday and Wednesday and then people start you know dropping off on Mondays Thursdays and Fridays how about you Tara how, how, any insights you have yeah I definitely would agree with the with the meeting schedule I myself am working a modified schedule and so it's it, it's become um, a job unto itself to spend a few hours managing my calendar weekly because I'm trying to manage or balance childcare as well as work as work details. But I think for me, it kind of leads into the thing that has been the most challenging for me has been trying to, um, you know, not just work, but still, you know, be a leader, still manage a team while also being, you know, a working mom, um, you know, without any extra outside help. Um, so it's just my partner and I, and that's been really difficult to, to, to balance. Um, so yeah, that's, that's been the most challenging. I would love to say that it's gotten easier. It hasn't, but we we're, we're experimenting. We're AB testing different, <laughs> different schedules to see if we can finally pick one that, that makes me feel like I'm doing a good job at both of them. Yeah. I think that definitely echo all of what you've said, uh, both of you, but yeah, the childcare and working a full-time job is not easy when you're trying to just work on a reduced schedule. I think for me, it's been really difficult to just feel like I'm staying on top of things. I feel Mm. like there's work is still happening, but I'm having like anxiety trying to stay up, up to date on where's this at and where's this thing at. And then communication is that much harder too. I think you're talking to people over video and you're having to schedule these meetings to just talk that you might have caught someone in the hallway for five minutes and and been able to talk through something. Uh, But now I feel like communication is that much more difficult and also dealing with the condensed schedules that both of you mentioned that everyone's not on the same schedule. So how do you, how can you be effective making sure that you're doing a lot of writing and maybe docs or asynchronous communication and making sure it's effective? I think that to me has been 
one of the more challenging things to do. And I don't, I don't know that we've completely figured it out, but you learn as you go. Yeah, I think it's it's super interesting how you say you learn as you go. I think, uh, you know, some of the things that I keep thinking about is how I've been adjusting feedback to folks and thinking about because I've had to give, you know, constructive feedback and I've also had to be give, you know, reinforce some feedback for things that people are doing really well. Uh, to make sure they continue to do to do them because I see that they're having a good or strong impact to the team. I think when I, one of the, the, the constructive feedbacks I, I give to people is, um, or I continue to have to give to people, is, is regardless of your schedule, be over-communicative of what that schedule is because if it changes day by day, your team needs to know that and you need to, to bubble that up. <clears throat> And then the constructive feedback is is the counter to that is just like if you are you know over communicating continue to do that please uh, because it's so helpful even if it's minor things like hey I'm gonna be AFK for ten minutes like uh, and it's usually the ten minutes that we are um, having a team meeting or something like that so it's just not taken for granted like if somebody doesn't show up you're not just waiting an extra ten or fifteen minutes on the hangouts for no reason you just know that they're okay they're they're away. And then centralizing those communications on the team for us. So, you know, before it was like somebody did a calendar invite, somebody did a Slack message, somebody sent an email, and we all had some things that we did commonly, but re- really reinforcing to the team like, hey, everybody in our private Slack channel on our team, if you're going to be away, like it is best to just do the, send it in the Slack channel. It's, that way nobody misses it. And uh, everybody's like, oh, okay, that makes sense. And then we said, like, you know, I said, we could change it, but, like, let's just try this at least. And so uh, I think that has been a good learning. I like that you're giving feedback to Jared. I think, like you, you said, constructive feedback as well as positive feedback. I think that's so important is, one, on the constructive side, I feel like, it's hard. It's like, do you want to give feedback to someone? You know, how are they going to deal with this? We're dealing with a lot of outside factors and challenges through the work. But like you said, it's communication and making sure that everyone on the team is aware of when you're available is, is an important aspect. I think another important factor or a tip that you could do for providing constructive feedback is even just asking them, hey, is now a good time for you to, you know, talk through feedback? Because, they might not be in a good state where they're like, yeah, I'm having a bad day. It's just not going to be a healthy time for me to hear that uh, constructive feedback. But then on the positive feedback, I think it's really important to be emphasizing when someone's doing really well. We should always be doing that. But more so now, I think is so important because people are dealing with anxiety and, and imposter syndrome. They're like, am I actually doing a good job? I'm working on a reduced schedule. Am I doing my job properly? I'm, I'm doing like half, half childcare. I'm like dealing with kids, you know, dealing with work, I'm doing some, some of the people on my team are being a teacher at home. These are some, you know, they're juggling multiple things and, and just anxiety in the world. And so I think I like hearing you say that there's a uh, positive feedback being given to Tara, have, have you started giving feedback to your team or how have you thought about that in, in, in this, this climate? Funny, It's funny you should mention that because I had a, I had to give feedback to <laughs> a couple members of my team I had to give feedback to one of my peers I had like all all of it kind of clustered over like a day and a half period and I was like wow that's a lot of but the third person I'd gotten really good at it um you know 
Um, I, I definitely, so I, I think for me, I, you know, I, I, I really tried in the beginning, uh, when we first went out to really focus on trying to get people to understand that really everything was just okay, that we were kind of in extreme circumstances. And so, you know, I'm not sitting here evaluating how productive you are or, or how not productive you are, because, you know, like there's a lot going on in the world. And so we should just kind of focus on that initially. And so I think doing that, it, you know, really trying to reinforce that over and over again, helped a lot in the beginning. But as time has gone on and as we, you know, we found that like, okay, we're going to be out for a while, you know, trying to slowly still reinforce that like, look, this is not the same as being in the office. However, <laughs> like there are certain things, you know, I kind of still need from you. Right. And so the things I've not been, things I've been the most stickler about as, as kind of to your point, Jared, around communication, right? Like there's no right or wrong answer. The only wrong answer is not saying something, right? So if you can't make it or you need a day off or you are going to be away for 30 minutes, whatever that is, I'm cool. I just, we just need to know as a team. So then we can, expectations are set, right? And so everyone's been really great about that. But I think the other thing is also just trying to get people, like I'm not, to get them to understand, like I'm not focused on what you do day to day, I'm focused on kind of the, the larger outcome, right? So if you're moving a project forward, or if you're, you know, um, I don't know, working on integration tests, or like whatever the thing is, like, you know, like at the end of the week, or what have you, it's like, you know, did, did something change? Did, did the progress change? And as long as that's happening, like you are meeting my expectations. And if it's not happening, that's also okay, at least to a point, and we should talk about like, what's going on? Like, how can I help you? Right? Because this is really challenging. Um, but it was interesting because in, in both cases where I had to give feedback, um, there was, they weren't, it wasn't about deliverables or anything like that. Like, you know, people are doing their jobs and stuff, but it was more around, <laughs> ironically enough, um, in one, in one case communication and another case kind of like letting, um, something, one of my peers, like something dropped that they, that I kind of needed them to be paying attention to. Right. And so, um, if we had been in the office, I might have opted, I might have, I might have waited. I may not have been so proactive about saying something. I kind of might've just been like, eh, you know, stuff happens. I'm not going to worry about it. I'll wait until I see this happen a couple of times and see if there's a trend to say something. But because we're not in the office, I just felt like I just need to, <laughs> I need to like quickly <laughs> course correct, right? And say like, hey, <laughs> I noticed this thing. Uh, I don't want it to be a thing, right? Like, so like, let's talk through kind of, you know, what's, what's happening there and, and kind of what, what we need. And I think doing it faster, um, you know, since you have no other inputs, right? Cause you're not dealing with that person, maybe at lunch or in the hallway or in meetings or what have you, you know, you're going to potentially create a narrative in your head that's not accurate, right? So by trying to just deal with it right as it comes up, um, you know, um, I think that helps keep stuff from kind of bubbling over and, and I, and how I spoke to people, you know, is probably a little different too. You know, I, I'm, I'm generally a pretty blunt, direct person. <laughs> so I tried to be a little like softer because again, right. You don't see my body language. You're not in front of me. And so I don't, you know, none of these things were deal breakers, but there were things that, that like had to had to be kind of addressed. And I wanted to make sure that the severity was clear that like, hey, this is not, we're just having a conversation right now. Don't, don't freak out, <laughs> you know? So yeah, that's been interesting. I Honestly, and I'll wrap up, I'm kind of long here, but 
I've 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 kind of enjoyed this way of giving feedback. And I feel like I think I'd like to continue doing this when we're back in the office. Like I just feel like, oh, I felt really good about those conversations and how they went down. And so, you know, you know, maybe this is how we should always be doing it. You said something that was really interesting around um, people keeping people from freaking out. And I noticed that, um, you know, I've certainly been, you know, freaked out when somebody gave me <clears throat> feedback and I didn't know exactly what that meant. And so I have to like write down in my notes, like, oh my gosh, like, am I the worst person ever? Did I do something terrible? And then I did not have to schedule a meeting like two days later. And like, you know, because I can't see the person with like right. explain, uh, ask for more context on it. Have you seen that? Or like, how do you prevent your people on your team from swirling on that feedback too? Um, I guess those are the two quite like, you know, follow-ups that I would ask around that because I certainly have noticed that I have to be super crisp and like overanalyze the feedback that I'm giving to people to make sure that I don't create swirl like and, you know, have them have like a bad five days because I missed them on Friday and then we didn't talk until like the next week. Um, you know, d just wondering how you handle that. Well, I'll tell you uh, in regards to my team and actually in, in, even with my with my colleagues, like uh, I don't give them notice. Like that's, that's, that's been a big difference, right? Like before I might, I might've added it to our meeting agenda or what have you, let's talk about this thing, but I haven't done that. And a part of it is because, um, I, I don't want, I don't want them to read that and be like, what is happening? Right? Like again, when there's no other input. And so I've basically just leaned into the like, you know, if for, for my, for my, not all of my one-on-ones have agendas, some people like them, some don't, but for the ones that have it, I'll just put like a, you know, quick, quick sync or something like that. Like, I'll just say something a little more nondescript. And for the ones that don't, you know, I just, um, you know, when we started off our one-on-one, -on -one, I said, Hey, I, I want to take, you know, 15 minutes at the end to, to run something by you. Right. So maybe that feels, maybe that's like, feels a little bait and switchy, but I think to me, I'm like, you know, I really want you to engage with what I'm saying. Right. Like, and like, let's have a conversation about that as opposed to just filling in all of this other stuff that, that isn't important or relevant or, you know, or helpful. I like that you said that Tara, even just like not putting it on the agenda or just putting something that's like not super descriptive even if we're in a normal state where we're all in the office, people get anxiety reading that ahead of time. If you put that there a day or two ahead of time, they're going to be like, oh my God, what is Tara? What feedback does she have for me? What did I do wrong? And like that anxiety could build up no matter what. So I think that's even good advice outside of being in a pandemic. Yeah. I mean, I, I will put stuff down if I need you to prepare for something. Right. So if we're doing like yep, 360 feedback fair. or whatever, like you should probably know we're having that conversation or comp, comp, you know, like that kind of stuff, you know, absolutely. But um, I have this ongoing joke with my team. I used to not have a, I used to not have a team meeting. Um, maybe for like a year and a half, we had no, no, no scheduled cadence of team meetings. They just popped up whenever there was something to share. And I would literally have to say every time, every time I put a team meeting, <laughs> 
down i'd also have to say no one's in trouble no one has gotten fired <laughs> no one has because people just freak out They're like what are we gonna talk about i'm like it's just i just have a collection of things i need to share with you right so calm down like you know um and so now i now we do have a, a, a like a monthly team meeting because we have enough ongoing stuff to talk about so that's like abated but yeah i literally have just like guys i'm not you're getting fired. I'm not going to say team meeting. Like, that's not what's going to happen. <laughs> Please relax. My, team, my last team was scarred because the director put this meeting on the schedule called Quick Sync. Oh, no. And then he said, like, yeah, I'm leaving the team. And then, uh, you know, so now anytime anybody puts Quick Sync on a schedule, <laughs> like, it was a just like a joke. Like, they're leaving it's bad news or whatever. So it is kind of figuring out those those ways to just tell people things. No, I was going to say, I've been like, I think in the, the, you know, I said I had like three instances kind of back to back where I had to give feedback. Like, you know, two of them actually went really well and they felt really easy, right? They felt like, like we had a really good, like conversation, right? Like the report was there and, and like, that was nice. And, and then, you know, there was one, the, the one that didn't go as well, uh, I mean, it didn't go poorly, but it didn't, it wasn't as smooth as, as I would have liked. And I think a part of that too, is it also was one of the first times I was giving feedback to this person. Right. And so I think that's also been kind of challenging where you're like, oh, you know, you know, we, it's not like we, we have a history of doing this. So you know, kind of how to receive what I'm saying. So I'm having to do it for the first time over video chat like what <laughs> you know so you need to build that rapport and trust with people and that's i think that's something that ne you need to really still work at you know i think when the the pandemic started it was like well it's going to be a few months you know or like it was really hard to know how long it was going to be and so i even think about some of my partners i was like yeah we'll catch up later it's not like crucial that we continue to meet but it is actually now that especially it's going on longer is you still need to build that build that trust and relationship with people so that, yes, you can give feedback and trust each other on that. So I think that's really important too, Tara, that you called that out. We kind of mentioned to some of our earlier on, we were talking about some of the challenges that each of us have had. How, how are your teams dealing with this? Is like, are there common challenges that you're helping them with? Or, you know, how do you get to make checking in on, on your team? Obviously through one-on-ones, but are there things that you both have found useful for checking in on the team? You know, it's been interesting. It's really been interesting with some of the members of my team uh, because they're like, they didn't know they were extroverts. And now they're like, oh my God, <laughs> I'm I'm really struggling. Right. <laughs> you know? And like one guy in particular was like, I'm I never I would have never thought I was an extrovert. I'm totally an extrovert. And and so kind of um, you know, for the people who are a little little more socially inclined, like, you know, they've really been struggling. And so, you know, and I said to what I what I had suggested was like, look, you know, I mean, we've been doing a series of virtual happy hours. You know, I have a good friend in Canada and, and we get together every couple of weeks on Zoom. And I talked to my one of my friends in Seattle the other day. And and so I so he's been like systematically doing like a biweekly like happy hour team happy hour game thing, which I thought is, is really nice. Um, we also had set up like a daily check in. We call it the water cooler. 
And it's just like, if you have time and you just want to go in and, you know, shoot the breeze, you can, um, because that's what would happen at, at our desks, right? We would just get into like random conversations about maybe what you're reading or watching or what have you. But so, yeah, so the extroverts are really struggling. I think the other one, the really big one is the thing that we're all feeling is feeling productive. You know, it's hard to know if you're doing enough. And so I've, I've had a lot of engineers on my team to say like, I just don't feel like I'm, I'm really, you know, I, I don't, I'm not, I don't feel like I'm doing enough and I'm worried. So I, or I don't feel like I'm doing enough. So then I work 12 hours a day <laughs> to try to do enough. And I'm like, you got to stop that. You got like, that is not sustainable. <laughs> Please stop working no, 12 not hours at all. a day. Or other people have said, shift your schedule. Like, right. If you feel more productive, start later right? Or, or, or start earlier or what have you, just as long as you communicate it, right? Like we'll be fine. I think the thing for me is, is just prioritization. Um, I find that, uh, we have generally, if, and non, in more standard times, we just throw a lot of folks, things at people and then, or at least I would, and then they would be able to tell me like, Hey Jared, like, what is the priority of these things? Um, because it, I, that would give me the signal that they have had too much or they're getting to the point where they're having too much. And this, uh, I picked up a couple of themes early on that folks did not, because they were modifying their schedule or their schedule wasn't consistent every day, that it would be helpful for me to let them know what the priority of things were and then just ask them at the end to come back and tell me when this is we're going to get done. So if it was a price zero, my job is to tell you that it needs to be done right now. Like, like whatever you're doing, I, that sounds great. However, if you only have two hours in the day, please get this done. Right. Pry one, like, and I'm not using this as priorities and I don't talk to the people like this, but I, like I do to say like, Hey, I need to understand what our test coverage are is for this feature because I saw this thread and I want to go have a meeting with somebody later this week. And uh, you were the last person to touch this feature. So could you give me that data in the next couple of things? If you can't, in the next couple of hours, if you can't, just let me know what you're load balancing right now and I can tell you if it's urgent or important. And that has been really helpful because one, it manages my own expectations, like right away, I, I, I don't have to guess, like I, I've already said. And then two, like the only thing that they have to do is figure out if they have to do this now or prioritize their time within that. Because a lot of folks just are dealing with family and other things. I feel like if I could take that one thing off of them of like trying to magically guess the Rubik's cube of when to deliver something, um, it's helpful. Like I don't want somebody staying up at 11 p.m. for something that I don't need for next week. Like, right. Um and, and like I got the sense that people were still trying to work their number their their normal output and deliver their normal set of expectations when that wasn't the ask because I didn't have the th two or three extra follow-ups what they have like you know standing by their desk like hey that sounds interesting like just run me through this code like or I sit by them and say oh that PR oh you're going through PR but talk to me about that. Oh, you're having, and then you hear things like, I'm having difficulty with my back end partner. Um, so I need to do X, Y, and Z. And you're like, oh, okay, then I can go follow up with the back end partner. 
now it's just like if I hear that, then I'm already immediately on the back end partner. If they didn't tell me like, hey, this is just normal, like right, because I've only had one like a, a ten second sliver of the entire conversation. So it is for me about managing priorities and understanding priority for folks. I like that you said that, Jared, too, because you're probably also you're reducing stress off them to think about that. Like you said, it's it's kind of removing that cognitive load um, and just really focus on one thing. Like if you can get something done, this is the thing. Drop the other things for now and don't even think about them. Uh, that can definitely relieve some tension and stress for people. I've even found... I don't know if it's helpful. Actually, no, for a fact, I was in a meeting with actually some an engineer that wasn't even on my direct team the other day, but I feel like being vulnerable myself as a leader has been really beneficial too, is just sharing like the things that I'm struggling with that, you know, I'm feeling behind, I'm feeling stressed out or trying to, to juggle too many things. Um, there was an engineer who's, who is a little bit newer. Uh, that was just like a relief for him to hear that I was juggling with that. And, and so that, that made me feel better too. Cause you're like, hopefully that just relieves some of his or her tension. Yeah. And then one thing I've been trying to do is like every one-on-one I'm trying to ask, how is their weekend or, you know, what's been going on outside of work, uh, just to continue trying to build trust and, and be humans. Like usually you have those types of conversations in the hallway or, you know, by, by our desks or whatever it is. And one-on-ones are usually a little more like talking about growth or, you know, where can I help? But I found just taking a little bit of time to just have a personal connection and relationship has been beneficial as well. But of course, people is like weekends aren't as that exciting because we can't really go do much i've heard i actually heard from one of the engineers of my team that their weekend that they've been doing they've been doing like more partying on the weekend <laughs> because it's basically been like zoom parties every weekend now <laughs> and they're like oh my god like <laughs> no, my liver can handle this i thought that was hilarious <laughs> I, I thought somebody uh had an interesting i well an interesting question to me in that one-on-one was um, tell me something that went well last week. And they started the one-on-one like that. That was like the first question. Um, I thought it, it actually set the tone for the rest of the one-on-one. Because usually it's very tactical. Like, here's the few status updates that I'm doing. Here's the few status updates you're doing. What are we not aligned on? <laughs> like, whatever. But it really gave me a chance to think about something that I was happy about. Um, as a, and, and they didn't ask the follow-up, the standard follow-up question, like what could have been better like, or whatever. It was just really about, tell me something that you accomplished this week that you were proud of. I thought that was really cool. Um, and something that I, I've started to try to just add, um, to my repertoire of, of bank of questions, um, because it does, I think, put a different mindset at you, uh, if you start out with something positive. And build on that. I like that. I've also tried another thing for checking in to understand how maybe stressed or overwhelmed people are. I'm going to not start negatively, though. That's a good good point, Jared. Um, <laughs> but I've been asking it almost usually. I would like, how are things going? You know, are you feeling there's too much work, or you know, like maybe just asking very qualitative. But I started asking a little more. How would you rate your stress level from like a one to ten? One needing like I need a break right now. I need to go on vacation. To ten, things are you know fairly normal. And and I felt like that was helpful to gauge more around a number putting on it. People felt 
I think they were a little more open to pick a number around that and then you can go from there uh, versus just like how are things going their natural habit might be yeah I mean they're fine and that you might not hear all the things that they're actually stressed about I think it's funny um Maybe that's like a topic for another conversation one-on-ones. Um, but we were talking about, Jared, you're, you know, you kind of have this portion of your one-on-ones that are very tactical and, and then, you, you know, you've been working in this other stuff and I'm, I'm like the total opposite. You know, I always tell my team, like, I don't want to talk about projects in your one-on-one. <laughs> like, I'm just, like, I have 15 other ways to get status on a project, right? Like, you know, we have project meetings, we have squad meetings, we, you know, I can ping them on Slack if I want to know what I want to know, and our one-on-ones are all of the things that I can't get or glean <laughs> from other work meetings, right? How are you doing? What did you do this weekend? Well, how are you working towards goals? What are you interested? You know what I mean? Like, that sort of stuff. And I mean, like, I mean, you know, if you need help on a project, like you're like, hey, this thing is bothering me or I don't know how to talk to this person or I don't know how to move a thing forward. Like, of course, like I'm totally fine with that. But it's just like, I don't want it to be like, and then I did this and then I did this and then I did this because I'm like, I already know that, you know, so let's talk about like other stuff um, and that. So I don't know. I mean, I definitely think that there are some people who are super comfortable with that. And there are some people who are more like, you can tell it's really hard for them to like not... (laughs) Talk about work. They're like, I don't know what to say. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. Like, why are you talking to me? This does not compute. I remember I had a boss. Oh, man. I wonder I hope he's doing well. A guy, when I worked at Amazon, like I was like, he was maybe my second manager or something. I was still an engineer. And he would always, we'd have these one-on-ones. I was working on this super stressful project. And we'd just get it out the door. And he was always like, how are you feeling? And I was like, why are you, what, what are we doing? I don't know how I'm feeling. I feel fine. Like, I, just, I just want to talk about this work, right? Like, you know, like, you're so weird. Stop asking me how I feel. Like, you know, and now I think he would appreciate that. I'm like, I'm like, how's it, how are you doing? <laughs> you know, what did I do that now? Yeah, that's a good point. Like, just making sure people are checking it, you're checking in on people and not making them feel like they're in a, you know, an interrogation on every one-on-one is it's super helpful, so they don't have super stressed on it. Although, to be clear, sometimes, like, uh, when I have a thing to talk about, I'm happy to talk about it. When I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to dwell on that. Like, I definitely want to, I'm far more comfortable, like, today I'd like to just focus on <laughs> this work thing. And so, you know, having a manager who can move easily between those two is actually like really the best of both worlds absolutely yeah i 100 percent agree it's like you don't want to be too far tactical and you don't want to be too far like you said tara on the feeling side <laughs> <laughs> so i thought as we end the episode it'd be helpful for each of us to provide one tactical tip that you've found useful for leading in this current state in in a pandemic during covid19 my tip is to begin to stick to a routine um, so begin to figure out what are the most essential, uh, meetings and, uh, calendar invites and schedules that you have for your team and set those at specific times so people can begin to plan around those. Um, so you don't have to schedule chicken every day or every week on your schedule. If somebody has something to do, you've kind of taken all the inputs and you're saying, okay, I know I have from, you know, 10 to 12 where the whole team is there. Well, then if you need to shift your one-on-ones or you need to shift your uh, stand-ups or what have you to those times, it is leaning into those and just being like, okay, 
this is a routine that we're going to have weekly so people can count on that as opposed to every week they have to figure out, you know, okay, what do I have to move on my calendar? What's important? What's urgent? If you kind of set that baseline, like 10 to 12 is the most important and urgent time of the day or 10 to whatever have you, um, it really helps the team and like takes off stress from the team, but sets a sense of normalcy um, because we don't, you know, often right now have the time of everything being super scheduled and super, um, the flexibility in our schedule. Well said. Love that. Yeah. Question for you. Out of curiosity, do you, uh, does your whole team all work on the same stuff? Mine? No. Okay. Okay. No, like, uh, I, you know, out of the engineers that work on it, I think we probably, we have probably have four projects, four to five projects on my team. Gotcha. Um, and so, uh, randomly, like we, I have to, like there's stand up, there's our team meeting that we count on. And there's a couple other like larger team meetings that we count on too. Uh, I'd say like outside of engineering team meetings that we count people in. And so we try to schedule the meetings between a certain schedule. Um, so you have, so you have these core like core hours yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I like that. And That's then good. some of the things we had to give up, like we wanted to make sure everybody was going to have a lunch. So not scheduling meetings for 12 to 1 or 12.30. That's a great tip. I love that. <laughs> a, a, a good thing. Like when you factor that in. Um, so yeah, that's how, yeah, it, it is a hard when everybody doesn't march on the exact same beat. My tip will sound kind of blase, but it's really important to cut yourself some slack and to be kind to yourself. Um, especially because if you can't do that for yourself, then, you know, you're modeling behavior for your team, right? And so they're not going to do it for themselves. And, and so... I think it's important to kind of have that mindset that, you know, what is that progress over perfection, especially right now. Um, and I also agree with Jared that with that, you know, um, I, I don't know, I think trying to have a, a clear sense of what you're trying to accomplish in a day, <laughs> like, you know, whatever that goal is, I'm like, I'm here for five hours today. What thing has to happen? Right. And like, I think if you, um, you know, can, can, can get clarity on that. It will just make your, your days feel less stressful and make you feel productive and you're actually still moving things forward. I like that. I'll play a little bit off yours, Tara. I think like as a leader setting, being an example for your team is really important. So I think about taking time off and, and actually disconnecting, which will be super helpful is like not taking time off, but then still emailing your team and, and jumping on <laughs> Slack and things like that. Um, it can be really helpful because they, you know, it sets an example that yes, you can take time off and it's okay. And also block time off in your calendar. Like I like Jared, you're saying that the team doesn't work during lunch. It's like block that off in your calendar. So it's visible uh, for the team. So I think it just comes back to trying to set an example for your team. It, it helps them feel okay with saying like, oh, I, I can take breaks. Um, I don't have to work 12 hours a day. All right. Well, thank you all for listening to the Manager's Table podcast. Make sure to subscribe to us on whatever you like to listen to podcasts on. You can find us at managerstable.com and we're on Twitter at managers underscore table. Any last words? Have fun. Enjoy the sun. <laughs>